Hello, lovely people. We are at the season finale. The season finale. This is such a celebration. One whole season of Breaking Barriers, a mental health discussion. I'm so excited to make it to this episode because I feel like this is going to be the biggest episode yet. And it's just such a blessing and an honor to have all the guests that I have had this season um, be able to share their story, be able to just be open and honest and be able to exemplify be examples of what it looks like to have a discussion with someone about mental health and helping to be a part of the breaking the stigma, helping to be a part of the community and being a part of breaking down these walls and these barriers so that ultimately, I mean, honestly, it saves lives. It saves lives. So I'm so excited to bring you this episode Um, I really just want to point out that if y'all haven't checked out some of the episodes, if y'all haven't checked out one of the episodes, how about if y'all haven't checked out all the episodes? Because they are all very packed with information that's so much needed. Do that right now. Like, stop this one and, and come back later and go listen to the other ones. There are eight amazing episodes on different topics, and they all have their own twist to the information that's being shared. It is available on all podcast platforms. It is available on YouTube if you want to see you know, more visuals with it. Also, take a moment and subscribe and follow Always Love Lovely on all platforms. The Instagram, um, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Facebook, Instagram, my website. I have services for you all. If you work in schools, if you are someone looking for a therapist, if you just want to be educated on mental health, if you are a person going to school to be a therapist, I also do speaking engagements. And there are so many things that I'm offering the community. Check the website out. Sign up for a service if that's what you need. It's important to invest in your mental health. Be able to share it with someone. Go and read the blog. See what I got going on there. There's free resources on there that you're able to have. And hopefully, pretty soon, can be able to drop some merchandise and be able to have some products that can teach you skills that you can invest in. So really, go and follow. Sign up for the email list. You know, subscribe to the blog. Subscribe to all the channels. And really just be a part of this Always Live Lovely community because I am so happy and blessed to have you here. So, without further ado. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's one more thing. If y'all have really liked all that has been offered and you would love to be able to pour into this because it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of resources to be able to make this free content happen. Give. There is a link on my website. There is a link in the Instagram bio. Give through PayPal as well as through Venmo. You know, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars. Anything helps to make sure that this content is continuing to be created. So now, without further ado, we gonna get into this season finale. Episode 9, Breaking Barriers, a Mental Health Discussion. And today, y'all, the topic is freedom. 
episode is not an easy one for me to be able to record simply because it's about me and it's the most vulnerable that I feel like I have ever been in a public space and as some of you may or may not know I am a speaker so I have spoken in front of a lot of audiences about mental health and various topics but I've never spoken in this way just about myself and more in detail a little bit about my mental health journey. So I'm very proud of myself to just really break a barrier for therapists because of all the different things that we have to experience in regards to how a therapist should be or what a therapist can or cannot say. We're already bound by law and ethics of what we can and cannot do. And so you're taught that you're never really supposed to share too much about yourself because, of course, it's always about the client. But one thing that I have learned over the last couple of years of my career, I'll say like the last two or three, is that authenticity and vulnerability is something that people really enjoy because they love to be able to connect and know that you truly do know what it is that they're experiencing. And that's not to say that as a therapist, you need to have all the same exact experiences as your client. That's not it. That's not that's not it. Um, because empathy goes a long way. But it is saying that it can be helpful, you know, if the client truly does know that you have experienced it in some way, shape or form, or that at least you truly understand what it is that they're trying to express to you. So I'm really hoping that by sharing this, you know, in the same way that I'm encouraging people to be open, to have no judgment, to just be there for one another, I am hoping that people can give me that same love and respect and positivity in return, and that this just takes breaking barriers to the next level. So today I'm just going to share a little bit of my story, and I hope that y'all can rock with me through this episode, and I hope that it can definitely break some barriers and encourage other therapists and other people to just continue to have the conversations. Because yes, we can have conversations with other people, but I'm also a person that stands behind having a conversation with yourself. Because if you can't be honest with nobody else, at least be honest with yourself. Let's get into it. I chose to title it this because freedom is what I have been really striving for in my life for the last couple of years. Just being free from others' opinions of how I should live, free from my own restrictions I've put on myself of how I should live, freedom to be exactly who I want to be, maneuver in this life, how I want to freedom to think outside the box, freedom to just live life and have experiences on my own terms, freedom of just being able to know that I've arrived at freedom when I get there because I have little pieces day in and day out where I feel most free. I have moments month to month where I feel most free, but I know that it's something that I'm still growing in and it's something that, you know, probably will be a forever journey because we have so many things that's programmed in our minds that just keep us suffocated. And I really don't want to live a life where I feel burdened, where I feel like I'm just carrying so much around. I just want to be as close to my authentic self, as close to 
my higher self, what God intended me to be, that I can possibly be. And one thing that has always made me a little nervous to talk about and be open about is not necessarily the more general, I say, mental health diagnosis that you feel people probably throw around all the time, like, oh, I got anxiety, oh, I got a depression. But, you know, some that are a little bit heavier. And like I said, I'm not going to share all my business. I don't think that I'm just going to share it all. But I definitely want to share the ones that have made me feel the most, I'll say, yeah, like I said, worried. I definitely want to share the ones that have been a little nerve-wracking for me to speak about because of being afraid of what others would say about me or how others would judge me. Because yes, therapists feel that people would judge them too. Like I said, we're human. Hello, woohoo. So um, I definitely will start out with saying I am a person that I feel like from a young age, like I've had anxiety for sure. Definitely in looking back, I can tell that I am a a person that is a high functioning, (laughs) high functioning in a lot of ways with a lot of things with anxiety. And it definitely showed up a lot probably in me being a perfectionist, um, as well as needing control in a lot of different areas and over a lot of different things. And I definitely have a lot of great qualities about myself, but I would say that anxiety did impact that. And it definitely grew throughout my life to where it became unbearable. It became to where at times my brain would just get stuck. It was like a record just kind of went, and it's like, I couldn't think, I couldn't, I couldn't breathe half the time. Some of the time I would have panic attacks that would be triggered and brought on, um, sometimes for no reason at all. And I would not be able to do anything but kind of stare at a wall or just be there until I kind of rebooted my brain. And, you know, at times I still kind of get there, but I've learned so many skills and tools over the last year and with becoming a therapist that, you know, I've come such a long way. And I've done a lot of it um, by myself as well as I've had my own therapy. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Um, But anxiety is definitely something that can come in and visit, you know, from day to day. And... Like I said, it's definitely something that was restricting me and was prohibiting my function in a way. Um, I feel like it got the worst probably in 2019. And that's when I had had enough. And I was like, something's got to give. I have to do something different. Because like I said, I would have panic attacks. Um, Not necessarily too much in 2019. I probably began to have my first panic attacks in college um, just due to living situations in the dorms and things like that. Really, when it got to 2019, I just would feel like not so much in control of my emotions. You know, maybe my emotions would get the best of me and my mind. Like, I call it my Alice in Wonderland hole. (laughs) Like, I would just go down the hole and it was just the point of no return. And it was really hard to bring myself back from that. And, you know, I'm a person that, you know, I'll try medications, but I'm so much more on the holistic side and trying to do everything that I can until I feel like okay, something's not working. And I will say I had got to the point where I was like, do I need medication? Like, is that something that I need in order to feel better? Um, Another thing that I could say that I experienced is I do believe that I had depression before in my college years. Yes, a lot of this, you know, stemmed in college years. And I say that just because I was really sad, sad for a lot of different reasons that I'm not going to share on the podcast, Um, but just sad for a lot of different reasons. And 
it would show up in anger and irritability as well as I was high functioning. So straight A's and everything, but yet I got anxiety and I felt like I had depression. Um, I would smile and I would laugh, but internally I was just sad and I could feel it all day, every day. Like it was just a gloom of sadness, even though I presented okay on the outside. Um, I also would overeat. So my eating expands. I became very much an emotional eater to where I would have like three plates of food. And that's how I definitely gained that freshman 15, 16, 17, 18. But we're not going to go there, though. We're not going to go there. But definitely it took a while, I would say, and probably more so in maybe grad school where I started to come out of that just gloom and really define happiness um, for myself and really tap into going on a journey of my own self-love and going on a journey of just finding eternal happiness every single day. Um, I would definitely say that going to grad school played a lot in the shift of the person that I am um, today because I thought even going into the grad school program, like I'm about to be this therapist. I'm about to tell everybody, you know, all the tips and tools to life. I got the major keys, you know what I'm saying? And long and behold, I go in that program and I realize that what we think therapists do is not what therapists do. Yes, we can offer advice, but that's not really the bulk of what it is that we do. What we really do is come alongside you and we go on a journey and we're like passengers on this boat. And we help hold the light, help you navigate the waves. We help you know that the answers are within. You're able to find it with a little bit of guidance. We're able to take the reins when we need to, when you're not able to, until you can get to that place where you can guide yourself a little bit more. We teach you skills. You know, we hold the container and set it up to be a safe space where you can explore the deepest and darkest places you haven't felt comfortable with exploring with other people. But honestly, in being in a grad school, I had to do a lot of my own eternal work. Like we had classes where our teachers, what our professors would have us up there boo-hoo crying, okay? Talking about traumatic experiences and grief and, you know, also cheering each other on when we feel very proud. Like we were really digging deep, y'all. Like nothing was left untouched. Um, and that's also the years where I had my first therapist because therapist is a requirement that we have to do at least some hours of therapy. And it definitely introduced me to, you know, being able to continue therapy, um, later on throughout a couple of years, which was really, really helpful. Um, was a place where I just got more in touch with more balance in life. Um, also recognizing that work is not everything and to not work myself to where I'm not mentally or physically well, but that I have to always make sure to take care of my self-care. Um, and I really got more invested just in my overall well-being. So I wanted to make sure that I made that clear, um, as well as talk about, you know, two more just very heavy topics. So these are the topics where I say, you know, it could be a little tough to talk about these things, um, but you can't make your way to freedom if you have step in, you know? So suicide. So what most people may know is that I do have a passion about suicide prevention. Um, and it comes because it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And it's near and dear to my heart because, you know, I'm very sensitive about when people take that step. Um, I have lost people that I were friends with in high school. Um, I have had people that are near and dear to me consider it, contemplate it, attempt it. Um, and honestly, I myself have had the thought run through my mind a couple of times. 
Um, no, I have not attempted to die by suicide. Um, do I feel like there have been a little bit of maybe some self-harming tendencies here and there? Yes, there have been um, that have been there from a child. And I think that that comes from just anxiety, overwhelming of emotional regulation that was difficult, trying to figure out the best way to just let loose of that energy um, and just being, you know, in a level of pain, being in a level of pain and trying to figure out the best way to express it because maybe my feelings were hurt or I was really upset um, or I felt very misunderstood because I definitely can say that feeling depressed, you know, is very connected to feeling misunderstood by everyone. And then so, you know, I may have did, well, I'm, I'm not going to say may, I did do. See, that's me trying to like, you know, cover it up a little bit. But, um, you know, growing up, there were little periods of some light head banging or some scratching. Um, and then I, I just sometimes would vividly feel a little bit out of my mind. Um, but definitely it's something that's crossed my mind. And it's usually when anxiety is through the roof. It's usually like I have to be at a 100 in order for me to be triggered. And I know my triggers, like I said, I know my triggers. So I know the things that can make that thought just pop up. Like, I wonder if that would be better, or I wonder if I should just do this, but it comes on very impulsive. I've never been a person that sat there, contemplated, sat on it for days. It's just something that impulsively comes up in the moment because I am just so dysregulated at that point in time. And it seems like a soothing thought in that moment. Have I ever seriously just been like, this is what I'm doing right now? No, but have I had visualizations of it being something that I've done? Yes. And so that's a very heavy topic to come out to the world and talk about because people sometimes feel very ashamed. But honestly, I would be surprised. It's very rare that I've come across a person that said, I've never thought about that. Eight times out of 10, I come across somebody that says, I thought about it at least once, you know? So like, I kind of feel like some people, a lot of people get to that point to where it's crossed their mind. Or if that hasn't crossed their mind in a passive way, then it's something that people wish that they had a different life or they just wish something different that they weren't. It's all about wishing something different about your life or not wanting to feel your pain anymore. Not feeling like people are hearing that you don't want to feel your pain anymore or that the circumstances are not changing. And I definitely can say that, you know, I don't really experience this, experience those thoughts at much at all anymore. Like I said, if I'm triggered, which is very rare that I'm just triggered in that way, um, then the thought will pop in my mind. Am I going to actually do it? No, but it will pop in my mind because like I said, it's an impulsive thing that just jumps on me and then tries to latch itself and then I can shake it off. Um, so I'm proud to say that, you know, I've worked really hard to where that's not something that I know is right for me and there's no need for me to consider that right now because I know there's a million options out there that are for me and I have a life of purpose I have a life full of love I have so much joy in my heart um and lastly the the other thing I wanted to just free myself from just kind of concealing is I am diagnosed with OCD obsessive compulsion disorder now this isn't the episode where I'm going to tell you everything or what everything is to find it all but I'm just putting it out there, you know, and it's something I've had since I was younger. It was a lot worse when I was younger and it is an anxiety disorder. And I've come such a long way with it. I've come such a long way. Um, there's not too much that I can say about it. I just wanted to say it and put it out there because sometimes that's what it takes. It takes just saying it, naming it and putting it out there for more than just 
a small people or no one or your therapist or someone know um, to free yourself of the burden that it has on your life and to know that you can overcome it and that you have power over these diagnoses, you have power over these things rather than the other way around of them having power over you. Um, OCD is something that has been probably one of the most challenging mental health experiences I've had in addition to anxiety, um, in addition to experiencing depression. OCD is probably top notch up there because it really has the ability to make me go in the Alice in Wonderland hole. It really has the ability to have a stronghold on me. Now, luckily, I don't feel like it's been super severe to where it's impacted my life to keep me from doing things I need to do, which I'm very grateful for because I know with some people it does. Um, but it definitely is something that has held me back from going after some very big goals in my life that I'm just now being able to set foot into um, because of that power that I'm choosing to hold, because of that power that I know that I have over the situation. Um, and there may have been times where people saw me do weird things and I would lie about what I was doing. People may have seen some of my rituals. Some people I've had to tell. Some people have had to help me out. Um, but that was just from embarrassment and not wanting people to think that I am not able to show up and be the best I can be or be the right person for the job or that I'm just incompetent in a lot of ways because of having a diagnosis. So I know what that feels like to want to just hide things about yourself because of not wanting people's judgment or people placing a label on you or people redefining or putting a different lens on how they see you. Um, I want to let you know that you, no matter what people think, you get to define who you are. You have the last say so. A lot of times other people's opinions don't matter. And you also have the power to choose who you want to tell about what it is that you're experiencing, if you want to say it to the world or not. This is just my piece in working towards my freedom. And so I know I just dropped a lot. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, like this is just like, you know, me having a first conversation with you. For those of you who do know me, you're probably like, what? If you didn't already know that. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like I said, it's gotten a long time for me to sit here and want to even do something like this on a platform like this that's going to be out there. But I got to do what I got to do for me. And so you're probably wondering, well, how the heck? Like, girl, you seem like you just got to go on. Oh, like... You got a business, you license, you're a black woman out here, you shining. Like, what do you do to really help yourself be mentally well? First and foremost, I'll definitely say I was honest with myself. Like I said, I had to be honest. I've journaled before. I talk a lot to God. I talk to myself because I feel like that's me talking to God as well. And I just have to stop acting like God don't know. <laughs> because he does. I had to start acting like I don't know because I do. So I had to be honest with myself. Um, therapy has been a huge help before in the past and being willing to just go to a therapist and do the work and be open and honest with someone else. Um, I would say that because I am a therapist, I have a lot of skills, so I'm able to work my way through it. But I am not ashamed to say that when it gets to a point to where I can't work my way through it, I definitely seek help. Um, but being able to actually apply deep breathing, like y'all deep breathing does so much. I know it seemed cheesy, but deep breathing can definitely be seen as an anchor. Meditation can be seen as an anchor. Um, prayer is seen as an anchor. And I'm not a person that is not afraid of 
I'm not a person that is afraid of like using crystals. I have definitely had my understanding of crystals. I have crystals, you know, in my personal space. Yes, I burn sage. Yes, I burn lavender, eucalyptus, you know, being able to really just tap into what I need has helped me. Like I said, that whole freedom of not being in boxes and you can't do this, you can't do that. Life is tough, y'all. And the last thing I want for myself or anyone else is to feel just ashamed, burdened down, just completely sinful. Um, so much so to where it's causing you to want to consider suicide. That's not what, you know, that's not why thoughts cross my mind, but I'm saying there are people that do consider that because of just having to feel like they need to live in this box and they're not doing anything right and they don't have any other options and the options that they know could work, people are judging them and saying, you can't do this. I literally took the time to figure out what makes me feel most free. I check in with myself. I ask myself what I need. I communicate with my higher self because my higher self knows. So if what I need right now is to talk to a friend, I'm going to do that. If what I need is to pray, I'm going to do that. If what I need is to go to church, I'm going to do that. If I need to hold crystals and burn some sage, I'm going to do that. If I need to go outside and take a walk, I'm going to do that. I have a background in singing and dance. If that's what I need to fill my soul, that's what I'm going to do. So really being aware of what I need and really being okay with doing that. Now, this means healthy things. This doesn't mean if I need alcohol, I'm going to do that. If I need to go and, you know, use a bunch of drugs, I'm going to do that. Um, if you're, if, if I'm going to go and cuss people, I'm going to do that. It doesn't mean doing things that are going to cause you more harm, if especially you're doing it in a not responsible way, because some people use some drugs in a responsible way. I'm not judging nobody. But I'm just saying, like, this is with healthy options I have identified for myself um, as things that don't break me down, um, but more so build me up. Um, I definitely am always having my space filled with encouragement and affirmations. I speak affirmations over myself all the time. I've been taught to do that since a young age. Um, I allow love in my life. Love has just transformed me in so many different ways, especially in 2020. Being able to just freely give love and receive love has been transformative. Exercise. Sometimes I need to exercise. I need to stretch. I need to walk. I need to dance. That really helps move energy around and, and not be stagnant. Um, I've went to a chiropractor before. That's something that I've done to try to help myself. Massage. I love touch. I love a good massage. Being able to just have some massage from time to time is something that's really great. And even if you can't afford it, give yourself a self-massage. I definitely do that. I give myself hugs. I kiss my own skin. I give myself a lot of love. Definitely. Sitting out in the sunshine is something that just makes me feel good. And I find the joy and simplicity in the simple things. I love looking at trees, leaves moving and blowing. I love looking at the clouds. I love to hear the birds chirp. There's just beauty and color all around you. Being able to find joy in the simple things and expressing gratitude. When it seems like everything is negative, I express so much gratitude to uplift my spirit. I like to stay connected or I'm learning how to stay connected even to my ancestors because they are guiding me and they are alongside God and make God and making sure that I am okay. So knowing that it's okay to be staying connected to your, your ancestors and want that longing and to figure out how to do that. And another important thing that just so happened that, you know, I didn't necessarily make the decision of like, oh, I'm going to be on medication. Because like I said, I'm into holistic things. So I've tried like ashwagandha. I love essential oils, like, you know, supplements, doing all the holistic things. I try to do that first. Um, 
because of other reasons, I did have to begin to take a medication, not because of mental health reasons at all, but as we know that with medication, sometimes they definitely help you in a variety of areas. And it just so happened that the one that I was taking helped with some of the mental health things I was experiencing. And bebe, bebe, let me tell you, it changed my whole outlook on medication, for sure. I definitely feel a lot better and feel a lot more on top of things and a lot more of a grip of myself because of all of the benefits for a lot of different reasons that the medication has had. And it's let me know for sure from experience. Cause like I said, it's always funny to me. I feel like I have parallel experiences to everybody. Like I go through a whole bunch of things and then people come and talk to me about it. And I'm like, yep, I know how that feels. <laughs> and then, so it's definitely let me know that it's okay to utilize medication until you can figure something else out. It's okay to use it. If you need a helping hand, don't be ashamed to do that as well as do the holistic things too. Sometimes you're at the point where you feel like you're at the point of no return. And sometimes it could be more harmful to only rely on holistic things and to be so against medication. I have an episode of med- medication, so I'm not going to go too much in it, but you know, it is trying to figure out what works best for you. No, it was not, like I said, it wasn't medication for any mental health things, but it had mental health benefits. And for the reason that I have to take it for, I definitely had to go through figuring out even the best one in that circumstance. And So it definitely takes a lot of advocating, a lot of trying, um, and a lot of support. But I definitely wanted to put out there that if you need medication, it could definitely be a game changer and really help you level things out because none of this is your fault. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with brain chemistry. And there's a lot you can do to change that. And sometimes you need just a little bit of a helping hand. All right, y'all. So I don't want to keep you too long because this is the season finale. But your girl is feeling free. And I feel so excited. That's why I had to sing it, because that's how my spirit is feeling right now. (laughs) But I really am just hoping that everyone can get to a point of freedom and whatever that needs to look like for them. If it means being able to let yourself be free throughout some of your mental health journey, physical, spiritual, and family relationships, friend relationships, intimate relationships, at your career, at your school, in your personal experiences, whatever it needs to look like. I just really want freedom, love, prosperity, peace for everyone. And so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, this is always a no judgment zone um, because we're breaking barriers over here. And if you ain't about that breaking barriers life, then I don't know what to tell you. Like we trying to shift some things over here. We're trying to have mental health discussions. We're trying to shatter stigmas. And in order to do that, we have to come together and support one another. So as stated before, y'all, tell everybody you know about this podcast. That is so very helpful because I do this podcast from my heart. You know, if there's something, if you believe in this and you want it to keep going, you can always give. There's a link below. You can always go to my website and give um, in whatever way, however much you feel like is necessary to help just continue having the resources to do this podcast. Um, I really want to be able to grow the audience. I really want to be able to grow the Always a Lovely community because each episode has been just such a gem and such a blessing, not only for us who have been on it, but also for the community. So please, please, it's free to spread the word. Let people know, share the episode. Word of mouth goes a long way. That's something that I've definitely realized. And I'm just so very grateful because without all the guests that I've had, like I said before, this would not have been possible 
at all whatsoever. Um, an idea and community just goes a long way. And then, so I'm really hoping that this season has blessed you, baby, okay? And I really am looking forward to season two of Breaking Bears and Mental Health Discussion. We will be back in September. So y'all got all summer. So, you know, just gas it up, you know, let people know, like I said, about the business too. If you want to work with me one-on-one, schedule a consultation appointment. Go on my website. I have a blog. I have so many things going on, y'all. Don't cut yourself short. It's up there. A lot of it's free. But if you really want to invest in yourself, set up a consultation. It is very, very affordable. And I just look forward to being able to see y'all on this platform in September. Remember to always live lovely. My name is Shatina Hunter. Thank you so much for joining us with season one.